Hi everyone and welcome back to Feminist on the Pod with Olivia. And so in today's episode, I wanted to do something a little bit different than the previous episodes. And I wanted to use about 15-20 minutes of my time to just talk about the current issues that's going on and address them in this podcast because I think it's really important for us to be addressing this right now immediately and so that is why I posted one day late because it was such a um, immediate change of plans that I just realized that I cannot delay this episode any longer and so um, yeah let's just get into it so if you've been following me on my Instagram um, you might have seen a new highlight a story highlight about Asian hate crimes and so I wanted to be talking to you about this problem um, just directly in terms of voice because I think um, voices really matter and it gives a stronger representation of what I'm going to say. So the Asian hate crimes have been on the rise since 2020 and we need to know why this is going on and we need to understand what is behind all the facade of um, Asian image and also um, behind the facade of this crime. And so I wanted to address three key things in um, this session right here. So the first one is reasons behind the Asian hate crime. Second is um, the model minority and what it is and why it's wrong. And lastly, what we can do as a community to help um, mitigate the the risk and also the statistics of Asian hate crimes that's going on. So let's just get into our first point. And so let's just get to the first point. Why is this case uprising right now about Asian hate crimes? And so before we start to... um, you know, handle any problem, my approach is always to understand where it comes from. What is the source of this rising cases of Asian hate crimes? And so, the narrative of people when they're doing all these crimes and um, violence towards Asian people are like, and I quote, um, it's your fault that we have COVID all around right now, that it's a pandemic and that it's like Chinese people's fault or Asian people's fault that um, COVID-19 is spreading everywhere as a pandemic, end quote. And so the problem with this narrative is that even though COVID-19 was discovered and um, the first case was discovered in Wuhan, China, It doesn't always mean that this virus originated from this area. 
So Wuhan is a very active, like international, you know,、um, like traffic. So there's a lot of people coming and going, and even according to Nature.com, WHO always encouraged to continue researching and reanalyzing where this virus is originating from. And there's no guarantee that this virus is originating in Wuhan because it's a very active like city. It's the crossing like for international people, whether it's tourists or、um, workers, and so there's a lot of possibility to where this virus could have come from. So maybe it's just another false accusation.、Um, the assumption that's made here is outrageous in terms that. They're assuming that this virus is spread by exclusively Asian people, and that Asian people are the cause of this virus in the first place, this pandemic in the first place. And so, I wanted to make this clear、um, with some biology. So viruses are like、um, biological programs.、Um, if you're familiar with computer viruses, then it's like that. Um, it's just that this is a microorganism. It has probably like an RNA, and so、um, they are always dormant when they're outside of a host. And a host could be like a human, maybe animals,、um, pigs, or like just other animals. Even plants, I think, can get attacked by viruses, and so. These viruses, once they enter a host, then they become active. Like they become parasites that will damage the host until the host probably dies if the host doesn't really like survive the viral attack. And so, the idea that COVID nineteen is like spread exclusively by Asian people is ultimately just false, because.、Um, If you were talking about something innate, something that's like attached to your race or your identity, then you will be talking about in terms of like genes and chromosomes. So chromosomes are this、um, parts, not parts. I feel like they're the containers of genes. So there's going to be a lot of genes, and as humans, we have twenty-three pairs of chromosomes. And yes, genes does like. All the thing like hereditary、um, traits and stuff. So like、um, they determine how you look like, how you function, your body and stuff. And yes, some kind of like disorders can be、um, passed down by genes. So it could be something passed down from your parents, for example, like、um, burbet. Perhaps like hemophilia or um, like um, albinism, those conditions can be passed down. Since viruses, as I have been talking,、um, they are this computer programs, biological programs that are like outside of the body, and they just find hosts, and so they're not in the gene. Viruses are not coded in the genes. They're just like bacteria, but not a bacteria because they have a different like、um, nucleic like material structures.
And so, therefore, there's nothing exclusive about people spreading viruses. I'm not sure if like certain genes make people more immune to viruses or something, but there's nothing exclusive. Everyone can be a host for a virus and everyone can spread viruses. So that's how it works. It happens to be that COVID-19 is highly contagious and they're spread via droplets and also um, some research have said airborne. And so the thing right now is that everyone is a potential host and a potential carrier of this virus. So there's no assumption about like Asians being the carriers. In fact, the only people who are spreading it are the ones who don't really follow the health protocols, don't really wear masks, don't social distance. And you cannot blame it exclusively on Asian people because there's a lot of cases where um, people who are not Asian are also violating these protocols. The thing about um, the virus reaching the U.S. is um, a very complex process. It could be from um, transportations from like um, China itself, or it could also be people who went to Europe, because like when I um, when I was like in the first periods of the pandemic, everyone was like on TikTok saying that they could get very cheap flights in Italy, and I know at that time at that time. Italy was like in a major situation of like COVID-19 emergency. And so I don't know if those people who travel there might bring the virus back to the States or something. Because even though they're not sick, they can be carriers to um, COVID-19. So for example, you look totally fine, you function totally fine, but you have enough viruses in your body to transmit it to other people. So they're just carriers and that they're not really experiencing the COVID-19 symptoms themselves. And so that's the case. So now that we've um, known why this thing is rising, the Asian hate crimes, that the narrative of Asian people spreading the virus is not, not at all true, we must realize that some people in the states have been using this narrative of a Chinese virus, of a Kung flu. And I might not have to mention who that is, but you might have already known that in like a press conference referring to a virus that way, I think it's just posing another narrative, a dangerous narrative that endangers the Asian American community mostly and the fact that Asian Americans they don't always become the people who travel back and forth or they don't always become the people who are spreading the virus by violating health protocols but then the bias is directed towards them it's directed towards their identity as Asian Americans and therefore I think this is just a false 
perception that we needed to erase, you know, the the idea that they think Asian people are um, spreading the virus is all in all just untrue. So let's just work ourselves on stop blaming Asian people. Yeah, so that's about the cause of a rising um, cases in Asian hate crimes. Another cause that's basically not just like supporting the rise of Asian hate crime is the model minority, which, which we're going to get to um, right away. sure most of you may have read or at least watched Crazy Rich Asians. It's available on Netflix and also um, you might have noticed that the story is really about this Asian um, Singaporean person who's like crazy rich and they own multiple like properties and stuff and it makes them just like extra extra rich among the community of Asians. So, I feel like this is just one good example of a model minority. It's the way that people perceive Asians as being always the rich community, the people who are always wealthy. Um, And they just assume that all Asians have the great education, great amount of money, great jobs, and everything. And this leads to people not having the sympathy for Asians, not acknowledging the idea that Asians face racism daily, Asian Americans, and also that the fact that they face violence daily. And they don't even acknowledge that not all Asians have a like a decent living standards some of them are living on the poverty line and no one even cares because we all think that all Asians are this wealthy educated um, people of the world successful people for me myself in Indonesia there has been a quite of a history with that and because like the colonial um, the Dutch colonials who were here kind of split the regions of Um, a city, for example, to separate the Chinese immigrants and also the native Indonesians. And this kind of brings tension to them. And since like a lot of Chinese immigrants are successful in trading and business, people um, see a rise in like hate crimes and even a genocide um, in Indonesia. And so I think this applies the same thing in America and and maybe a lot of parts in the world that Asian Americans are just viewed as this elite group of people. And so um, there's this hate that's um, directed towards them, this maybe this envy, this um, feeling of dislike because you think that they're immigrants, perpetual immigrants that are there and making a lot of money while in fact this is just 
utterly false. So, for example, the Chinatown in New York City is one of like the most, I guess, like the place of poverty. Like people are living minimum wage. Homeless people are staying there too, because like that's the only place that they can afford. And a lot of Chinese Americans, Asian Americans, they live in poverty. And so, because there's this minority, the minority of Asians who are super successful, that you see as a model or a representation for the majority, that's not helping at all. That's just like um, disowning and not acknowledging the idea that Asians also face racism daily and also poverty daily. And so I guess the model minority we should um, try to get rid of it and it will reduce the biases of um, people towards Asian Americans and also just the Asian community as a whole. So that's the thing about model minority. In fact, I think that the racism that Asians face on a day-to-day basis is very... I think it's microaggressions, small things that is said to them, that is being told to them, and people just think of it as a very casual way, and also just, you know, in a very casual way. It's nothing serious to them, even though it offends us, or even though it's endangering to us. A minor aggression that we can have is that people always assume that Asian is always about China and Japan or Korea and they overlook that Asia is a very wide country it's also Indians Indonesians um, Malaysians people of all kind who lives in the Asia continent Um, so that's just one form And the other form is saying that your English is so good, even though maybe they are born in um, an English-speaking country and their first language is English. And then also forms of racism attacking their culture. There was this case where an American company, I don't know, it was a startup or just like a small business, created a version of Mahjong or maybe known in Hokkien as Majok. It's basically a a traditional like Chinese game that you play on the table. Um so they recreated this but removing all the hanzi which is like the Chinese characters on the traditional mahjong and replacing them with something that they call is a better alternative. And so it's whitewashing it. So this is endangering the culture of Asian Amer- Asians, like, it's just toxic overall. And these microaggressions without realization builds to our image that, you know, violence is okay, Asians are okay, they don't, they don't have the racism that people are facing day to day or anything. And they're not realizing that they've been... Um, posing all this racism around 
Asians for so, so long. So I guess the biases come pretty straightforward from there in terms of um, model minority and its relation to the microaggression, microracisms. Another thing that I want to point out is sexualizing and fetishizing like Asian women. So it's not hard for us to recall an incident in Atlanta where there was a spawn and this shooter just shot like eight people, six of them were Asian women, Asian descendants. And there are two things that's concerning. The first thing is that the police who were on this case said that the defendant had a very bad day and so he just had to do it. Well, first of all, if I have a bad day here, um, I don't think I could just kill people for it. And the second part is saying that this man was saying on his defense that he had a sexual addiction and he wanted to stop it. So... I don't know. I just don't think these two are valid reasons. The first one I already discussed, it's pretty, pretty like self-explanatory. Second one, I guess it's pretty much just, you know, insinuating that there is a lot of misogyny, white supremacy, and also sexism involved in this objectification of women, especially Asian women, fetishizing them as sexual objects, like something that you're attracted to. And this is just completely something that we need to fix about our mindsets. Stop fetishizing people. First of all, it's not right just treating women as your sexual object, as a as an object of sex, you know. Women are not meant to be objects. We have our minds, we have free will, we have we have a soul, we have dignity, and we are human. No humans are objects. We are sentient. And so the idea of casually sexualizing all these Asian people, the image that's going on, I think it's just utterly wrong. And that is what is leading towards all these crimes and people casually saying, oh, I want to get rid of my sexual addiction in that place. And I just think it's something that we really have to fix not o- not only in the asian hate, hate crime problems but also in general on how we treat women around us how we treat people around us and so lastly now that we've discussed every not every maybe like most of like the biases that we encounter as you know when it comes to asian americans and also a lot of other things that is causing the stigma around the Asian hate crimes. I think I wanted to say a few things that we can use as a, I guess as a 
um, guide for us to face them. So in order to stop this hate crime, it's a community effort. It really is. It's, it's not like raising the punishment will do any good, but it's a community effort. People from all over the world have to be working together to get rid of these crimes. We have to acknowledge the existence of it. And now that we do and we know the causes, we know the biases. And so let's start fighting against these biases, starting from yourself, realizing that Asians are more than just a stereotype, more than just a slang, more than just an object or an immigrant that's coming to your country and realizing that Asians are unique as an individual. There's no model like minority that people can trust because the reality is completely different. And just respect people. It is a very integral part of my culture, both Indonesian and Chinese, because I'm Chinese Indonesian, that we respect our parents. We expect we respect and venerate our elders. That's just how it works, both in Indonesia and both in China and both in like most parts of Asia. Respect your elders. So next time you're about to you you see people, you know, doing all this violence to elder people, help them because they don't deserve to be treated that way. We should respect our elders at all costs. That's just how it works. The thing that I can say, if you want to pick pick out a fight, you don't pick up a fight with someone you know that's weaker than you are. At least pick someone your own size. That's a famous quote from a lot of movies, I guess. But picking a fight is not a good thing. And if you wanted to do it, at least do that. So respect our elders. Don't try to make violence. And the one thing I want people to realize is that this violence is not going to make this pandemic over. This violence is not going to make misogyny and inequality over. It's just helping white supremacy stand that other people of color who are not white are less of a human. And in terms of law and everything, I think there needs to be a representation and enforcement that everyone, every people of color needs the justice that they need. Every one of us is humans. We just have a different genetic makeup. That doesn't make us less of a human. It's, it's like our genetics should, shouldn't be a reason for discrimination. Um... We have the same pair of 23 chromosomes and each of them are unique. They're unique in their own ways. And so we should stop just, you know, thinking that way. So, yeah, just um, remind yourself daily. Stop with the biases. Try to do something right. Maybe spread some awareness. It's really a community effort that's going to make all this 
diminish and eventually dif- disappear over time. Yeah, and so one last thing from me. Racism is a virus. Yes, COVID-19 is a virus, but racism is another virus that's going to amplify the power of COVID-19 to destroy our lives because it divides the community. And while we need to handle COVID-19, it is done in a community effort. So, yeah, I hope this message resonates in people who are listening to this. And I hope that you guys can agree with um, what I'm saying and I hope it enlightens Um, our mind oh and one last thing please listen to Alex Dang poetry Um, I think it's available on YouTube the poetry is called what kind of Asian are you and that's just a glimpse a very artistic glimpse of what it's like to be seen as a stereotype the experience of being Asian American stuff so Yeah, I will leave you to it and I'll see you in next week's episodes um, as usual. So, bye-bye.